What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 266 of the Cheesy Controller Podcast. I'm your host, Anton LaPlatt. Joining me, as always, we have the Mecca Stardew Valley, Chris Montabano. This? I don't actually remember what I was going to say. What's up, everybody? How's it going? We got the most generous squid in the sea, Jamal Roberts. I swear, they have the same daddy but different mamas. They're siblings. And we got a jam-packed episode for you guys this week. We're going to be talking about Tekken 8. We're going to be talking about Georgia tax law. We're going to be talking about <laughs> uh, Pokemon. And we're going to be talking about gotcha game crossovers. So before we hit record, we were talking about... Uh, we Chris was like, we were we supposed to go see a movie this week? And I'm like, no, that's next month. We're going to see Advent Children. But... I was saying that we fucked up because I wanted to watch it dubbed just because there are so many like amazing like god tier level shit posts like translation <laughs> things about that movie but we're watching it subbed which is okay like I mean the action and it's still gonna be yeah. it's probably the better way to watch it honestly Considering this is the first time the complete version is coming to theaters, because even so, for the uninitiated, Final Fantasy VII Advent Children is the movie sequel to Final Fantasy VII. It takes place several years, a few years. Yeah, it was created part of that as part of that big. Final Fantasy VII push that uh, Square Enix did. You mean the one they're currently doing? Like, it, it pales in comparison to the one that they're currently doing. I feel like, honestly, the only difference between this one and the one that I'm talking about is... No, it's the same amount of games. It's the same amount of games. Because it was two games, Dirge Servers and Crisis Core. Well, we've got now we're getting Crisis, like four remakes. We've gotten Crisis. We got seven remake. We are getting seven rebirth. There's seven remake intergrade with the intermission, which this battle system and rebirth. I'm so stoked. Yeah, it's about to go off. But yeah, so Advent Children. Advent Children is the movie sequel to Final Fantasy VII. It's like what happens a few years after the events of Final Fantasy VII. Mm -hmm. And it's like extra canon now. So all of these things were canon. And there was like a timeline of games that you could play to get the full story of Final Fantasy VII. And so like Crisis Core was the prequel that came out. And then there was Georgia Cerberus. That takes place even further after Advent Children or some shit. Yeah, I thought Dirge was in between Advent Children. Might have been. I look all look, Dirge is just Vincent like got a game and it's a fucking weird ass game. Yeah, but they brought back characters and stuff from that in the Yuffie DLC. So. It's going to be really interesting to see where they go with Rebirth because obviously. They're saying that Crisis Core Reunion, like the story of Crisis Core and Zack dying is still canon, but 
y'all should really play Final Fantasy VII Remake and the Intermission DLC to see how that's going. I mean, Zach is in the promo art. He's on the box. He was in the trailer. Yeah. He was in the trailer. He was in multiple trailers. He's on the fucking box. That's the craziest <laughs> shit to me. I'm like... <laughs> so, he's supposed to be dead. So, But obviously, he's not dead because he's on the box art for the game. Unless they're, they're planning to make us watch him die again. Yeah, probably. That would be really years. sad. <laughs> That's definitely what happened. <laughs> Zach dies, immediately breaks down into tears. So, so it's still canon. It seems it... like... This is an alternate timeline, like the remake games are an alternate uh-huh. timeline based on the knowledge and the learning, like mm-hmm. not making the same mistakes again in the timeline. Chris, you saw the hmm. Evangelion Rebirth movies. It's that. Yeah, that's Final true. Fantasy VII. Okay, cool. Speaking of Ava, that's I just the best this way to story. put that. Uh, Ava is having a crossover with Tower of Fantasy? I'm not surprised. Based When it comes to gacha games and crossovers, the one crossover you do not want them to have is a Persona 5 crossover. Yeah, Persona as as 5 will don't... murder the game. Yeah. Damn, really? If you get a yeah, Persona 5 like, crossover, you're like a whole trend of like games being like, we have a Persona 5 crossover within a year. End of service. It was like a running theme. <laughs> the, is Smash Bros. the only one that never got like... Well, Smash see, Bros. is an gacha game. Yeah, that's the thing. That's, oh, okay. that's the so thing about it is you're immune game. to this by not being a gacha game. Yeah, yeah like Catherine has Persona 5 crossovers. Persona 3 Reload's going to have Persona 5 crossovers. Like Those are all fine. None of these are gacha games. Yeah, that was a shared brain cell right there of like, yeah, look, <laughs> fucked up Dragalia lost. I was enjoying Dragalia <laughs> even lost though I think too. Grand Blue has one and Grand Blue, Grand Blue, I feel like Grand Blue and Fate are the only two franchises that could be an exception to that rule. Yeah, because they can do whatever they want and be completely fine. I think Genshin yeah, can get away with it. Huge following. Well. Yeah, Genshin. Genshin, Genshin could get away with it. Shit, Honkai Star Rail could get away with it. Zenla Zone Zero could really get away with it. <laughs> I don't know about that one. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, from the we'll people, see how- I've watched people stream that game, and they enjoy it. The Hoyo versus. But this is the thing about gotcha games: is it's real easy to enjoy the first, like the first three hours of a gotcha game are great, best part of the game, ninety-five percent of the time. The real question is: are people still going to play it after you get past the three-hour mark? And that's the real question, because a lot of the videos that people have made playing Zenla Zone Zero are the first couple of hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. Knowing Hoyoverse, though, it'll get a lot of support and a lot of... But yeah, Ava, the last game I can think of with the Ava crossover that... Because I've played, like, a little bit of Tower of Fantasy. I didn't even get far enough to do my first pull. It's that much of, like, an intro to a gacha game. 
Because mm-hmm. that's the that's also the biggest problem with gotcha games is that they have mobile uh thought process when it comes to the tutorialization so you end up in a situation where you can't adjust the volume settings until you played it for 35 minutes and that's a gr- that's a crime that should be a crime and so that does make it a lot harder to actually like really engage with it because it's like you don't even get access to the it's it's just strict hand holding yeah well, at least there was a story. There were cutscenes. There were like QTEs mm-hmm. for like the intro of Tower of Fantasy. But also, it was like a lot of this feels really boring and generic. Because it is. Because it's designed. Because it wants to get you. It's one of those things where it's like they need to tutorialize it enough so you know what you're doing. Because people skip tutorials and then complain about how the game doesn't work, that happens all the time. But yeah. so, but some of this is just like well, you the, legitimately don't get to play the game for forty five minutes. And I feel like that's kind of become par for the course. And because these games are so successful in other markets, like most of these things is kind of like now that gotcha games aren't just jpeg collectors now that they're like 3d model nft collectors um (laughs) hey they hold more value than an nft they do which is (laughs) like that's the funny thing is we made the joke when nfts were first happening that i think the name of the episode is like our pokemon nfts and it's like pokemon actually hold more value than an actual NFT on the blockchain, like a legit Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can trace his lineage back, you can get his papers, see what contests and <laughs> ribbons. Got the Pokefax report. The Pokefax report. I have some Pokemon that would not po- pass the Pokefax. <laughs> Because I was, like, doing Wonder Trades, and then it's like, I got a perfect IV level 100 shiny something, and it's like, "Mm, I don't feel like this was obtained legitimately. I thought you were talking about Pokemon that you just had dragged through the mud. Oh, no, yeah, like, those, that's actually good. For a Pokemon to have an actual track record and actually... Yeah, that's history. And... That's real history right there. It was loved. It, it right. went on adventures. Like, yep. I got Shout a lot of Pokemon that it ain't been on no adventures. Shout out to all of our HM Pokemon out there. Those at least got adventures. I got a Beedrill in Pokemon Home that knows <laughs> cut, surf, waterfall, fly. Fly? Oh, man. I what was say... it like Gen 3 that had like. Seven or eight different HMs that were required for you to use. Yeah, it was Rock Smash. uh, It was Cut, Rock Smash, Flash, Strength, Waterfall, Dive, Whirlpool, Fly, and Whirlpool. Yeah, that was like, that was Gen 3. Yeah. Like, Gen 2 added uh, Whirlpool and Waterfall, but then Dive had to be added. Then Rock Smash, you legitimately had to use Rock Smash in 3. I don't remember having to use Rock Smash in one or two. 
Was Rock nah, Smash? You, you got to use Rock Smash to HM get in one? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so I guess if we're in the realm of Pokemon, I shared we are exactly one month out from Pokemon Day 2024. And so, of course, the 4chan leaks have started. There are some good ones. Not going to happen ones, but, like, they're really good. You got some things you want to see? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Totally. Oh, yeah. So... I guess we'll go through these and just highlight some of the things. Uh, that one of the rumors is Pokemon Concierge Season 2 is going to be announced. Uh, I'm okay with that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. That seems likely. Um, Pokemon Red, Blue, and Yellow coming to NSO. Uh, that one, I'm like, that's a little bit too good to be true. And then this next one is on the same one. Uh, there's going to be an HD 2D remake of Pokemon Gold and Silver, and it's coming November 15th, developed by Lika for Switch and Switch 2. The Switch 2 version has ray tracing. The final announcement is a new concept, similar to Pokemon Legends, but not the same. It's based in Un- Unova. Name Pokemon Hexagon exclusively on Nintendo Switch 2. I mean, I think it was that that same post that had like red, blue, and yellow, and then immediately went to HD 2D Pokemon Gold and Silver. I was like, no, I mean, that'd be awesome. (laughs) I I just want to put that energy out there. Yeah, we've been clamoring for a final six HD 2D. Oh, that'd be really cool. Because they right. did live alive and they're doing Dragon Quest. I think it's Dragon Quest 3 that they're doing in HD2D. So, like, Final Fantasy 6 would be a great candidate. But Pokemon Gold and Silver HD2D would be mm-hmm. just, like, god tier. So, that makes a little bit too much sense for them to be announcing that at Pokemon Day. This yeah. next one... um It brings up, it talks about, like, raid events. It talks about uh, the Mochi Mayhem event, which is, like, the epilogue to the Scarlet and Violet DLC. And it's saying they're going to be thanking players for the success of the game and the DLC. Uh, But one of the new games in this reported leak like and take all of this with a grain of salt probably absolutely none of this is going to happen get your don't get your hopes up for anything Mm -hmm. um the only thing i will say is that we're going to have probably an event happen in pokemon go because Mm -hmm. the current the stuff that's going on currently is set to end right around then so we're probably going to get a new Like, yeah. they're going to probably introduce a couple new Pokemon to Pokemon Go. Pokemon Unite's going to get an update. Pokemon Cafe Remix is going to get an update. What else? What are, what are the other throwaway Pokemon games? Somehow Pokin. 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 <laughs> Pokin Returns. Yeah. <laughs> It's just the exact same game as the Wii U one, missing the characters from the Switch one. Oh my god. 
I hate how that's probably what's going to happen if that were to happen. That's exactly how it would go down. That's yeah, that's awful. So the one from this is there's a new mystery dungeon entry. It's going to be called Pokemon Mystery Dungeon Hall of Fame. Ente, Raiko, and Suicune will play main roles in this series, while their Paradox version will be major antagonists at the very end. That's, That'd be tight. That would be, be really See, that's what I'm asking for. That's all I'm asking for. Something no, like that. That's the thing. Nobody played the most recent Mystery Dungeon. Like, Mystery Dungeon, like, Pokemon Mystery Dungeon was hit or miss throughout the entire series. Like... Mm-hmm. Red and Blue Rescue Team were great. Then, like, yeah. I want to say Explorers of Time Explorers and Space. Of, Explorers of the Sky was really good. And then nobody really played that uh, Pokemon Super Mystery Dungeon for the 3DS, even though that one was like, we're going to have Mega Evolutions, like, the story's going to be crazy. We got all these Pokemon to work with. And... Mm-hmm. It just didn't seem like it's anybody lot. played that. And then they did a remake of, like, the original Red and Blue Rescue Team with, like, all the yeah. content of both of those games because Red was GBA you know, only. Split, and You know, split releases. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they did all put all that content into one version and put that out on Switch, but apparently that did super terribly. So... We'll see. It'd be interesting yeah. to get a new mystery dungeon. Maybe Switch 2 will... Because I'm definitely not going to be... If I didn't get the last one primarily no. because of the Switch, I'm not doing the next one on the Switch. No. Oh, and this one also talks about uh, Pokemon TV. We already know it's getting sunset in March, and so they're going to probably promote a new streaming service. Um, it'll have a lot more Pokemon media to watch, but it'll have like a monthly subscription. What is Pokemon TV currently? It's just random episodes you can go on the app and watch for free. Just like it'll have like two oh. episodes from Diamond and Pearl, two episodes from Black and White, two episodes from Journeys, two epi- like. It doesn't make any sense. I mean, it's just like a constantly rotating way to watch uh, Pokemon yeah. for free. That's fair. And it gets people, like, watching the Pokemon anime gets you to play the Pokemon games, which gets you to buy Pokemon cards, which gets you to play Pokemon Go, and it's just, so. Yeah. Well, there's some dark patterns taking place here. They just want you deep into their ecosystem. Yeah, it's that brand synergy you know yeah that's how you turn players into payers yep i mean shoot they got me have i talked about this on the (laughs) show yet uh yes you talked about it last week when we were dying well i got a ekans a shiny ekans just running errands with it just auto catching and auto spending pokestops i have more pokeballs than I did when I left the house and I got a shiny Ekans and nothing else too special. 
I'm kind of mad that the current event you have to fight Team Go Rocket a lot, and Uh-oh. that's not one of those things you can do with an auto catcher. So I'd have no. to actually like find <laughs> yeah, somewhere to play the stop. Game. And... That's what they're called, Go Rocket. Yeah. Wow. Everything's wow. just go in front of it. Yeah, it's really just the exact same stuff, but just go. I mean, Jalen, honestly, are you surprised? New 3DS isn't the legitimate title of a their console, which still boggles my mind. I mean, we're gonna have yeah. the new Switch. Not. The I mean, Switch. that's these are. This is the Wii, the Wii Wii U people. Like, I yeah. get that, but still. I mean, Pokemon Company. To be fair, like this is not a Nintendo Direct that's happening. This isn't even a Pokemon Direct that's happening. This is a Pokemon just... Presents. Like, this is a Pokemon Company thing that's going to be mm-hmm. happening. And there are probably going to be more rumors and leaks and stuff leading into it. So we'll see. Mm-hmm. They're still supposed is to be. Is the Pokemon a... Presents bigger than like a Pokemon Direct? No, Pokemon Direct is like the biggest. Yeah, that's like Nintendo is like, hey, y'all should pay attention to Pokemon instead of Pokemon just being like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> you Pokemon, know, Pokemon Presents are have like a certain chaotic. Pokemon Sleep was announced at a Pokemon Presents. They have a certain... Oh my god. Like, weird fucked up energy that I like. I can really appreciate. They'll be like, we got Pokemon shirts. And they're like... <laughs> the one guy came out promoting the Detective Pikachu movie and was like, also like, hey, Toho also put out this Godzilla movie. Y'all should go watch that. And then... <laughs> <laughs> they like rushed him off the stage, and the person came, like the <laughs> presenter came back and was like, "Yeah, I don't know why he brought up that Godzilla thing that has nothing to do with Pokemon." <laughs> so yeah, Pokemon presents have a certain chaotic, and I mean that's the thing—they're not talking about the big main series RPG like the core. Mm-hmm. They're biggest thing is like hey pokemon unite you know that game where all these pokemon look weird as shit and wear costumes that like this i don't seems... know Snorlax be having that shit on i ain't <laughs> I, the clothes <laughs> throw me that. off so much i'm getting more used to it because pokemon and pokemon go will dress up this. occasionally but pokemon the samurai fits clean like espion in a kimono clean but like some of them it's like Blastoise oh. in a firefighter suit. I mean, it makes sense. I mean, it. it I just don't like it. <laughs> I'm not Getting trying to yuck anybody's yum. Like, if you are playing Pokemon Unite and enjoying it, hey, I'm playing Pokemon Go and enjoying it. Like, do you? But it's just a personal thing for me. I do like, get really excited when I run into a Pokemon. Like an Eevee with a little hat on is like. I'm still pissed. Marissa about that will look at me on. sideways when I'm like, "Oh, yeah, Evie with a hat on. This is cute as shit." Yeah, She's Pokemon. Like, You're a grown ass man. And Pokemon and Go is Pokemon. really good about hats. If That's, you put a, if really you put are. a hat on anything, anything, instant improvement. I don't know, man. I'm looking at Dra- I'm looking at Dragonite and like uh, the boxing fit. That's pretty cool. Right. No, he needs a mailman's hat. He needs a postal service hat. Okay. Dragonite yeah, needs a oh, postal service hat. <laughs> the first movie. I mean, that's a running theme. The two Pokemon that deliver mail are Dragonite and Pelipper. 
Oh, yeah. They need postal service hats. A pseudo-legendary is just a postal man. Hey, it's, hey, it's okay day, to have a Because you can fly through a hurricane like it ain't shit. That's it's okay true. to have a day job. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. yeah. I'm out here making curveball throws because that's part of this time challenge. Little, I'm trying man. to get the yeah. uh, emote. Apparently, it gives you a shadow aura, which I could take it or leave it, but the pose you're doing is cool as hell. You're tossing a Pokeball in the air. Hell yeah. Yeah, it's basically... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I sent you that. That was the thing where it was like, yeah. Oh, Shadow Kyogre. Not Sha- Shadow Kyogre is if you can fight Giovanni. Shadow Ho-Oh is just in raids right now. Oh. So, oh. might want to hop on Campfire. I was going to tell you that when I realized that while playing Pokemon Go today. What is Campfire. So, it's like this in-app thing that all you do is you just set a campfire name. And for me, I had to use Anton the number six of two X's because they didn't let me do three X's. Like, my name in Pokemon Go has three X's, but on campfire, they're like, mm, nah, we're not going to let you do that. Yeah. Fair. But um, campfire is basically like online matchmaking for Pokemon Go. So if you're somewhere and you're trying to do a route with a party, you can party up through Campfire. Or if you're somewhere where there are no raids and you're trying to do remote raids. And I also found out that... I was like, these remote raid passes are slick expensive. It's because they jacked up the prices in 2022. Damn. Because they want to get people back outside. Well, don't jack up the prices. But how else they're supposed to get you? They outside? already have local only raids. That's the thing. So there are raids that you can remote into, mm-hmm. and then there are raids that you have to be there to do. Like in the raid tab, it's like local only or like just hmm. more general raids. All right. Let me see. Let me set up this campfire. It's really super easy. But, yeah. You'll need remote raid passes, and all you do is you go into campfire, you say party up, it'll, like, put you in a queue, and then you'll ju- it'll show you the raid. It'll be like, do you want to do a Landorus? Do you want to do a Steelix? Do you want to do a Ho-Oh? Do you want to do a Skarmory? Just listing off shit that would be in the raid pool right now. Um, and oh. then... Just go in there, say I'm ready in the chat, and they'll send you a link that'll open your browser and then open Pokemon Go, and you'll have a raid invite on that little tab that shows the three Pokemon under the binoculars on the right side. That's cool. You go there, go to the raid tab, and you'll have an invite to that raid, and you'll just need a remote raid pass to join it. Sounds convenient. At least I have some type of infrastructure for that. Yeah. Yeah, it's like they figured out a lot during COVID, and there, there actually seem to be a lot of big updates coming to the game this year. They've already shown like people in like the beta branches have it where they can 
revive all Pokemon. Because, like, if you're out and really raiding and really battling and stuff like that, you'll need to be reviving your Pokemon. And right now, you have to do it one by one and heal oh, them yeah. one by one. But they're showing that they have, like, a revive all, heal all, and that'd be really convenient. So Yeah. I never feel like it's that big of an issue, considering you're only using, like, three Pokemon. Typically. And so you're just tapping. It's pretty fast. But that gets tiring after a while. Well, yeah, I, I mean, I the I would say about... it's more inconvenient in, like, regular Pokemon games where when you're reviving, you have to do, like, one at a time. No, you just go to the Pokemon Center and get your entire yeah, set that, healed. Pokemon Center's IRL would be goaded in Pokemon. Oh, yeah, that would be cool. Like, just go there, heal up all your Pokemon, not have to use resources. Like, that would end up being a meeting spot for shit to go down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they could just make certain oh, yeah. gyms or certain Pokestops into Pokemon Centers. Because they already added on, like, the showcase thing to Pokestops where yeah. they'll be like, okay, right now, Mankey is spawning a lot in the pool. So we're going to have showcases uh, for people to, like, if somebody caught an extra, extra large Mankey, they can get a reward for that. Okay. And, like, the Community Day, certain Pokestops will have the Community Day Pokemon, so you're essentially just Mm -hmm. competing with all the people who are also playing the Community Day in the same area you're playing in. Yeah. So they could really just, you know, on some of those Pokestops, throw a little Nurse Joy. Do it. With a Chansey. Mm-hmm. Right. Chansey's the next community day, and apparently Sugarloaf is a good place to go play indoors, so I might do that. Sugarloaf, like a mall? Yeah. I haven't been to that mall in for. Ever. Me either, but I also don't want to be out in the cold. But I, I also that. don't really care about Chansey like that, so I might just like get the ticket <laughs> yeah. and just like drive around with my auto catcher going and see what happens. Because most of my Porygons well. from the Porygon community day, my auto catcher caught. Yeah. Makes sense. My first one was legit because like the event started. I tapped the research thing, saw a Porygon, it was shiny, so. Mm-hmm. Hmm. That's two community days in a row. My first encounter of the day is shiny. Is it shiny? I definitely got a shiny. Yeah, right. What were you saying, Chris? I definitely got a shiny earlier this time than... Waiting damn near two hours last time. Last time you didn't get to get the ticket. You were just having a bad time last time. It was. I mean, it was well, fine. I got enough. Uh, yeah. I got the rally. I got. Eventually, it just they started. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Eventually, you were just soaking up all the RNG. Mm-hmm. I wish. I granted. I know it's been raining. I kind of wish it was today. Was um last week's community day. Just because it's like a cool, nice 65 degrees. Yeah. Temp's been nice, but it's been raining like a bitch. Raining like a bitch. 
but you know, auto catcher, having yeah. errands to run, mm-hmm. <laughs> and places with a lot of concentrated <laughs> Pokestops. I even like was sitting in traffic and I was like, oh, I'm right here by this gym. Let me drop off a Pokemon. Nice. So I probably got like six Pokemon currently occupying gyms. Just out there. Yeah. Well, I took over the rewards. They get 50 Pokecoins a day. Well, it takes, I think, three to eight hours to get 50 Pokecoins. And if a Pokemon's knocked out of the gym, you get those 50 Pokecoins. And then... But the max is 50 a day. That's cool. So. And how many Pokecoins do you need to do anything? 200 at the least to get, like, more items in your bag. Some Pokeballs. Well, 100 gets you, like, 20 Pokeballs... You can get an incense for 40. You can get a lucky egg for 80. Yeah. Pokemon See, stories. <laughs> uh, postcard pages, which I've never run out of, even though like I pin a bunch of postcards. Those are 100. Lure modules are 180. Damn. Okay. That's so a 50, reasonable ratio. Yeah. Yeah, it's not bad. It's just kind of weird how the system's set up. So, like, I'll get the exact same amount for a Pokemon that I put out around mm-hmm. 6 o'clock today as I will for my Porygon Z that's been defending this little playground in my neighborhood that's the gym. And it's been there for, like, two weeks. Damn. <laughs> oh, so there isn't a time-based multiplier where it's, like, the longer a Pokemon goes, the more you get? is the cap. Okay. So, but each day, so each day that Pokemon that's sitting in that park no. is getting 50 more. Oh, you literally, <laughs> and you can't retrieve it back either. No. Damn. It has to be knocked off. You got to, like, get so, a, like, that's a why team, will... an opposite team that's just, like, friend that's just, like, hey, can you go kill my Pokemon real quick? Well, no, I just know there are certain gyms that I sit in traffic near on my way to and from work that flip on yeah. a regular basis. Because they're so in heavily those. populated areas, so I'm sitting in traffic long enough. It's, it'll be already blue team, and it'll have a free slot. I throw a shiny Rowlet in there to flex, and then by the time I get home, the gym's been taken over, but mm-hmm. I'm getting some Pokemon coins out of it. Nice. They should add contest. Like, what kind of contest? Like Pokemon contests, like from Gen Three. Yeah, that's basically oh. what showcases are. Okay. Yeah. Well, except you're not like showcasing your moves, which I really liked in Gen Three. Like there was a strategy yeah, but to it. There are so few, such fewer moves. That's true. Like you're not doing like four different moves on any given Pokemon. I guess you could have it's... two like tap attacks and two. Charge attacks? Yeah, that's the most you get, right? Two charge attacks? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. Hmm. Maybe they'll do like they did in Gen 3, where it's like, oh, this move is cool. This move is It's like, this move, move is yada yada. And then it'll just be about making sure you have the right type of move. Yeah, I mean, with how much, 
like trading and battling and shinies mm-hmm. and like IVs and EVs and all of that stuff, the more considering how fleshed out all those systems are, I could see them if they decided to do that, which I could totally like. I know Niantic is one of the thousands of game developers around the world that has had significant layoffs, but yeah, we they all do. like we can't escape it. We are mm-hmm. 27 days in and we've already had what three or three big company, yeah, three no, sets of layoffs, 3,000 layoffs. No, three different sets of layoffs, like d- three different companies. It's both, it's both, yeah. 3,000 people lost so, their jobs from damn. like spanning like three different companies, and Microsoft was half of it, right. But, yeah, so last year there were 10,000 layoffs in the games industry over the course of 2023. And so far in 2024, 27 days in, 3,000 layoffs have already happened. I mean, I don't think it's going to get any better. Oh, Oh, no, that course correction is about to hurt. Yeah. Like, this is about to get rough. Well, this is already rough, but this is actually about to get worse. And then where we are now in the next couple of years, we're going to start seeing like, we're already going to start seeing less games come out, but then those games are going to be smaller. Mm-hmm. A good chance. They're going to be a more expensive. Like, well, you don't think, like Hellblade Two is a smaller game, but is less expensive. You don't think that's going to be the uh, a growing trend? That game, Hellblade, is still expensive. A lot yeah. of that is subsidized by Microsoft, but Hellblade—they've yeah. been an expensive ass game. Yeah. Well, yeah. not like expensive as in like, like I meant they're the cost to buy the game. All that mocapping, mocapping ain't cheap. Well, but no, yeah. I, that, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying the cost to buy the game isn't $70. I think it's like 50 Yes. Yeah. I was, But they're saying because of that, because it's a shorter experience game, they're, it's a cheaper game, even though it's expensive all and very expensive. All straight up marketing. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of that's just marketing. That's what I was saying. You don't think that's going to be a trend of these... No, because they don't learn their lessons. And also, like, right, they don't learn their lessons. They're Mm profit-driven. And they don't have a real mind for thinking more than three days ahead. Because the people who are running these companies aren't... The people who are running the the companies are the same people who are like, I don't understand why these nerds are playing video games in the first place. But they see the money being made. So they're just like, just go and make more money. Oh, this is making a whole bunch of money? Do this. And it's like, that's not how, at the end of the day, what's a creative endeavor actually works. Because that's how we got, that's how we get every company all of a sudden pivoting to live service. This is how everybody wanting to have their own MCU, like, and then they don't have the wherewithal to stop. Like, I can give you a play-by-play for a game this year. Like, Final Fantasy VII Rebirth is Mm -hmm. coming out towards the end of the fiscal year. I guarantee you, 
by the end of March, so it comes out the end of February, by the end of March, even though that game's going to sell millions of copies and we're going to see posts a couple days out of like this many millions sold in the first weekend or like the most mm-hmm. pre-ordered Final Fantasy game of all time or like we're going to see a lot of stats like that when it comes around to like f- close the fiscal year, they're going to be like, mm-hmm. no, it was a failure. They're gonna, they're putting all this marketing money and all this into it. And, and also another thing about yeah. it is also with Square particularly, <laughs> they do expect their successes to automatically override every dumbass decision they've made this year. Hence basically what happened to 16. It's like you made a lot of dumbass decisions that year that nothing that big is going to override. Yeah. And the fact that, like, the the big games that are considered console sellers that are, you know, all like this or that are hella expensive to make. Yeah. Because of their presentation. And it's just, we're just going to get less games. Hopefully, we'll start, we'll get more, we'll get smaller games, more reasonable games, but, Mm -hmm. but it's also one of those things where it's like on a certain level, the average person really just wants big novel experiences. Like you either have to be the biggest thing, which are what the console warriors tend to argue about, or you need to be something a little novel and a little stupid. Like the console warrior fanboy things on the internet have reached such a point of, being so annoying that it's like even as somebody who really likes PlayStation and really likes certain properties from Nintendo and like I feel bad even calling myself a PlayStation fan because of some of these people I see with like PlayStation avatars that's why I changed like my header image on Discord from like the PlayStation thing because it was just like no I cannot be associated because there are the people who are like Xbox fanboys who are fighting these fights with Xbox avatars and then there are the people with who with PlayStation blue headers on their Twitter profile who are fighting like all of these petty annoying online arguments yeah it's yeah. And part of that is is just the fact that like at the end of the day that's the lowest common denominator. Mm-hmm. Like that's part of it. It's like that's the fan base that is the lowest lowest common denominator. They're not really there. Like a lot of times if you see like and I know most of this is like Twitter engagement, but they'll be like, oh, this is the most impressive boss fight. And it's just really good visuals mechanically uh, kind of just uh, running did around. Did you see and- the one that they were like, this is the best boss fight of the generation? And it's a Horizon boss fight? Yes. That's yes, the one in- I'm just like, you're delusional. Like, well, yes, it's the also- graphics look great, but. But that's the thing about it, though. It's like it's giving that sense of scale. It's like when you really get down into it, it's like, yeah, you're basically just waiting for the weak point to show up so you could hit it and move on. But it's mm-hmm. presented with such a sense of scale that, you know, the average person would really enjoy that. Someone who isn't super deep into it. Yeah. 
Because that's also something else about Elden the lowest Ring came common out denominator. This generation, though, like you can't. <laughs> Horizon. The there thing, there has been Horizon, a Monster Hunter game this generation. My opinion on on Horizon basically comes down to the games are all right. They just never come out at a time where you would actually be able to sit down and appreciate them before, you know, the fan base gets weird. Yeah. Well, because like. Because the first Breath Horizon the came out right next to uh, Breath of the Wild. Yeah. The second one comes right next to Elden Ring. Like, it's kind of what happens a lot. Yeah. I I feel like as a person who's never really tried out a Horizon game, I've never also heard many people talk about Horizon. Because it's just... Because at the end of the day, it is what if Sony made Breath of the Wild? And it has mm. all the Sonyisms. Mm. In a Breath of the Wild game, it is. It's no. if Sony made Breath of the Wild. No. Yeah. No. All right, well, Anton. What would you call? What? How would you describe her? <sighs> it's an open world Sony like, but it's not like Genshin is closer to Breath of the Wild than Horizon is. Damn. But I mean, that's because they share mechanics. It it is not at all like Zelda's a Zelda game. Mm-hmm. Realizing I'm wearing a Zelda shirt, um, <laughs> <laughs> but Breath of the Wild is like an open world Zelda game. Horizon mm-hmm. is just an open world game. It's very it, like you're clearing the fog of war. It's a lot more like an old Assassin's Creed. Where it's like you're synchronizing waypoints, and there are optional objectives around the it, map. If Sony made Breath of the Wild, I, I'm I'm sticking to that. It has all the classic Sony-isms of how Sony handled Sony's. But it's nothing party. like Breath of the Wild. Like Breath of the Wild doesn't have like a quest log, really. Like I'm not saying it's a one to one. I'm saying is if they both had the exact same idea for a game. You would get Breath of the Wild out of Nintendo, and you would have got Horizon out of uh, no. Sony. I thoroughly believe that. Horizon's closer to Ghost of Tsushima in format than it is to mm. Breath of the Wild. It, like I just Ghost think Tsushima it's both shares the Sonyisms. Like that's the thing. Of, like that's right. a lot but of that comes to the Sonyism. Just because Sony-isms. Breath of the Wild is an open world game, Breath of the mean. Wild structurally is nothing like. Outside of the fact that they take place in an open world? They kind of are. They kind of are. Like, oh, we have this big objective we have to handle. So you go into town. You interact with the townsfolk so you can get ready to do the big thing. Then you go and do the big thing. And then you move to the next settlement of people so you can do the next big thing. Because you have to destroy X amount of big things for you to go be set up to do the final battle. And then you go do the final battle. Like... I know I'm simplifying things immensely, and if you really got into the nitty gritty of it, it's like well, yes, they're no. Even in different. broad strokes, I would not classify those two games in the same class. Elden Ring and Horizon Two are closer than even Breath of the, and those are nothing alike. But it's closer than Breath of the Wild. Be like, as somebody who's I've played way more of the first Horizon than I have of the second Horizon. And I played way more of Breath of the Wild than I played Tears of the Kingdom. And I played more Elden Ring than I played any of these games. Mm -hmm. Uh, 
even in a general fence outside of the open world, there are almost no similarities between like the concepts, the themes, the worlds, the the story structure, the mm-hmm. I there I just don't think that Horizon and Breath of the Wild, like outside of them both coming out within a month of each other, and mm-hmm. like oh no, they came out within weeks of each other, if not days. But yeah, I don't know. I've played a fair amount of all the games mentioned. That's how I feel about it. I can see why you disagree. But I don't know. I feel like if Sony sat down and was like, we want, and they tried to make a game that was like Breath of the Wild, you would end up more or less with Horizon. But isn't Horizon more linear with a open world cover over it? And Horizon, not Horizon. uh, No, it's really you can kind of like explore off. Right. There are no. You You're set like, a waypoint on your map, and there's a dotted line leading you there, like there is in Horizon. There's you can't do that in Zelda. I'm not saying that's not that's not necessarily why I'm saying they're the same game with different ideas. Okay. Like, it's not, and I'm not just talking about in the nitty gritty. Like, oh, you set a waypoint, you go to the waypoint. You can't set up waypoints in uh, Breath of the Wild. Well, you kind of like, can. You can drop pins that you can see. Like, if you see something off in the distance with your binoculars, you can drop a pin on it. And so then that pin will be on your map and you can head in that direction. So you can kind of do that, but it's not literally putting a dotted line on the ground. Like and, I, GPS. Yeah, and, I, and I feel like that's one of the differences you would get between Nintendo making this, making these ideas, and Sony making these ideas. Like See, Nintendo they, just doesn't. It's like more said, of a Ubisoft open world than a Nintendo open world. It um, it's very Far Cry. It's very Assassin's Creed. It is very. Yes. It has a lot of those in there, and I'm like I said, I still believe that if we went, if we studied this far enough, we would come to the same route. I'm not saying they grew into the same game. I'm not because, you know, Breath of the Wild has a sense of majesty that, let's be real, I don't expect to get out of Horizon. But I will say I think some of the ideas are just... I could see where you would get to Horizon if you were starting with Breath of the Wild, and I see where you would get from Breath of the Wild if you started from Horizon. I'm not saying they're one to one, but it would be like how uh, <laughs> what are two plants that don't look nothing alike that are completely alike, or like how this random ass cat looking animal will be its closest native relative is a hippo. It's kind of like that. But that's how I feel of this. And with a little bit more time, I'm pretty sure I could create a better argument for it. But I do believe it. I do believe it. (laughs) 
No, no, no. I'm not talking about Robbie. I'm not talking about inequality. I'm not talking about inequality. I'm I'm not I'm not talking about quality. I'm talking about like just the design ideas, like, oh, we're gonna run around and do X, Y, and Z. Well, a lot of Zelda is physics based. Whereas Horizon is not physics based. I don't that's That's like the difference between like Portal and Splitgate. It's like, yes, they both have the exact same portal concept, but one is a puzzle game with, like, realistic working physics, and the other is a competitive shooter where portals are the gimmick. I don't know. I'll figure out a way. I'll come back later (laughs) with a better wording of my argument. Because, like, Robbie, you're all right that the world is, like, how the world is designed and forms the way it was designed and all that. But I think they're a lot closer in relation than we're giving it credit for. And I will give Horizon, like, while I do have the Tears of the Kingdom and Breath of the Wild, like, collector's guides, Mm -hmm. I also have the Art of Horizon Zero Dawn as one of, like, my art books because... Like the care, the machine design in Horizon is like next level. Like, but I didn't get art books for Zelda, I got more like guidebooks of they have a thousand Koroks to find, and I'd rather have like a four page explainer that'll just tell me how to get all thousand Koroks versus. And while Zelda, like, I will argue Zelda iconography is, like, super strong, like, throughout the entire series. Like, that hand symbol from Tears of the Kingdom that I got a pin of and that was on my window in the Game of the Year overlay. Like, Zelda iconography, just super strong. The Triforce is instantly recognizable. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm just saying those games read its strange siblings to me. Well, speaking of strange family dynamics, Tekken (laughs) 8 is out, and I don't think any of us have had the chance to play it yet, but I know the Rupees have been all over it, so I've just been enjoying going in their server and seeing just Tekken happening. They got Jawan. I feel like fighting games have been getting Juwan recently in a way that for a really long time it was a new fighting game would come out and a lot of us would get it but Juwan would be like no I'm not good at fighting games now Juwan picked up Street Fighter at launch picked up Tekken at launch so it changes things when you have like a group of actually dedic- people who are dedicated to playing Well, fighters. Dragon Ball Fighters yeah. took over, and Juwan was nowhere near that. Like, Juwan was like, nah, I'm good. Juwan was a hard pass on Dragon Ball Fighters, and Dragon Ball Fighters has been one of the strongest moments, at least in our orbit of people, of a fighting yeah. game having a bunch of people playing it at all at the same time. But you also need the right fighting game. Yeah. Like, 
Yeah, Tekken and Street Fighter. click with you. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe uh, tag games didn't click as well as, you know, good old Tekken. You can make Dragunov have a fade. <laughs> oh, God, the Drake memes. Why is everyone in that game Drake now? <laughs> I will say... Tekken 8 is the first game that I'm like, oh, we're we're officially at the point where it's like, my PC can't really run this stuff anymore. I'm finally at that point where I'm well, like, yeah. I'm gonna need to get some kind of great. I just I no, really, it's just I just need a new motherboard, a new processor. That's really it. And it's like if I'm gonna up the processor, I might as well up the motherboard. Yep. That's all I need to do. I need a new motherboard, yeah, and I'm at the point that if I up the motherboard, I might as well up the processor as well. Yeah. And if I'm going to up the motherboard, I might as well get a motherboard with four RAM slots in it instead of two. Oh, yeah, I got well, four that's RAM standard slots. Nowadays. Maybe get an extra couple of... I need a Wi-Fi. You don't need to necessarily up your in. motherboard as much as you need to ups- update your processor. And updating your processor more than more times than not requires you to update your motherboard. Especially if you're going to the current generation of i mean i might as well because i did skip like the last two like i want to say i got a, like a ryzen 5 in my machine well i mean ryzen, they still what's make the ryzen uh, 5. yeah gotta... what's the series uh crap i have no idea mine is a 1600x so i'm guessing yours just judging by like the spec you probably have like a 1350 I don't know. Damn. I don't Are you that many generations behind? Which is fine. I you mean, you were there when I bought my when I built my PC. Talk. I have not. That was like it. five years ago. <laughs> right. No, that right. was more than like five years ago. Cause was that like six years ago. We built my PC like five years ago. That's fair. I thought we did both of those in the same year. No, you yours. built yours, and then I built mine like. A couple months later, and then I think I just upgraded some stuff because when I built my PC, I built it during the Bitcoin era, and I couldn't find any parts. All right, there was a whole pandemic time skip. Like I'm thinking, yeah, I think we built yours in 2018, 19. Nineteen, fuck? I think, two thousand and nineteen. Oh right, you were still at the first apartment we were hanging out with you in. You were still yeah. there. What the fuck? Well, no, that wasn't the first apartment that I would hang out with Chris in. Jalen was at that one, the yeah, North Druid Hill ones. Yeah, that's where we went to build my PC after we. Oh yeah, got the yeah. Apart. But by no, the that time... one was the second one. That was in Decatur. That's when I moved to your side, a town, and that was two thousand eighteen. Damn, we're just telling me my timeline of where I've been. <laughs> you can know where I lived in the past. <laughs> but you don't know where I am now. Please He's literally me. underground. Uh, yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking wild. What is time? It is an enigma. I have a 1600 six score Ryzen 5. Yep. Oh, so yeah, we have the same generation then. I have mm-hmm. a 1600X. No, I have just a 1600. Yeah. What? So, yeah. 
so I'm at the point. I really noticed that when I was thinking about getting Alan Wake 2, because I was about to get it, but I was like, let me make sure my PC can run that. And it was like, ah, nope. yeah, this is the first one out of your reach, bucko. You best to do this quickly before Dawn Trail comes out, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that graphical update. All right. I am I need glad it, I want it. to the point in the generation that next-gen exclusives are coming out and people aren't complaining. Because Tekken is only on current-gen consoles. It is not on PS4, Xbox One. That is... And no, so I have not heard a peep about anybody complaining about it, which is so good, like... Well, the PlayStation, the next-gen consoles are now accessible, like regularly accessible. Yeah, but people yeah. complained about Spider-Man 2. Last yeah. end of last year. Yeah, but that's that's the thing about it is Spider-Man has a a more average fan base than a fighting game. That's true. That's why it's like you'll have uh, Street Fighter will sell more than uh, that's why Mortal Kombat will sell more than Street Fighter but you'll consistently see more people playing Street Fighter. It's people buy and play around with Mortal Kombat but people play play Street Fighter. Yeah, Street Fighter Six is going to stand the test of time a lot better than Mortal Kombat One is. I mean, that's how every—that's how it always is. It's mm-hmm. like those games. Mortal Kombat will outsell Street Fighter real quick, and then it will pretty much drop off the face of the earth until the DLC character comes out. And then once they're done with their DLCs, the game basically dies again. Because people don't play Mortal Kombat like that. Not saying it doesn't have its dedicated right. base, but it ain't no Street Fighter and it Nobody's ain't no Tekken. busting out the PS3 to play MK. Heck, no what the heck? They're not even yeah. uh freaking God. What is it name? Uh, Injustice. fucking what is? No, not Injustice. Uh, Type Lumia. Uh, Melty that Blood. fucking game. Melty Blood. Yeah, you you aren't gonna have people running sets in the fucking bathrooms to try and get some melty blood in with Mortal Kombat. But that's the thing about all uh, NetherRealm games. They're like super popular the first six-ish months that they come out. And then you basically never hear about them again. Well, you'll hear about it when I get the game and all the DLC for like 30 bucks on sale in a couple years and play through it and be like, yeah, that was really good because that's what I did with 11. <laughs> And heck, like eleven awesome. is really good, but I also got like three hundred dollars worth of content for thirty dollars. So yeah, and that's also one of like the strengths of like Mortal Kombat, though. That is a lot more in contention contested these days. Is Mortal Kombat was like one of the only fighting games that you could really say was feature complete when they came out. Like they had actually interesting single-player content they had a you know with their story modes their various towers and side activities like and tekken has that this time well that's what i'm saying like all of them have it this time like most of the fighting games that are coming out Mm -hmm. are feature complete they all have Mm -hmm. everything you would need and that's one a breath of fresh air and two like it's another reason why 
you know, a game like Mortal Kombat may not last in the public eye as long. Does Mortal Kombat have crossplay? Uh, probably. I'd be yeah. surprised if it didn't. Let's see. I'm just glad we're in an era where like everything has rollback and everything has crossplay. Yeah, as far as, as like fighting should. games, right? Like good netcode plus not splitting your player base, right? And also at this point, that will kill your. We're at a point where that will legitimately kill your game. Like you wanna, you want your fighting game to not actually have a chance. Do like DNF Duel did. DNF Duel didn't have crossplay. DNF Duel did not have a lot of things that it needed to actually be a functioning game in this modern age. And then it's taken them so long to actually start implementing any of it. Mm -hmm. Like, heck, its first DLC character still isn't out yet. That's crazy. (laughs) That is crazy. Yeah, the one they announced like six, seven months ago. Yeah, that character is not... It was not. To show how bad DNF Duel is doing, like, they were giving it away for free on the Epic Games Store a little while ago. You know the thing they do with games like a couple generations old? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yep, that's... And that's why DNF Duel is dead. Arc System is out here doing Guilty Gear and Grand Blue Fantasy versus Rising. We're getting 2B out of it, so. And that's the thing about Rising. Rising Rising also didn't have rollback back when it first came out. I mean, yeah, Versus. Versus didn't have Rising. Yeah, Versus. Yeah. Yeah, it still like OG versus still doesn't have rollback. That's why they had to put out an entirely different game to give it rollback. Exactly. And crossplay. Right now, it's a game that actually has a you know a chance in hell to actually keep an audience. I still have the free version installed on my system. I played the Fall Guys mode. Did a little versus match. Nice. Yeah. Uh, the last story I wanted to talk about, because I just realized we've been going for over an hour. Uh, the last story I want to talk about is starting in this year, 2024, Georgia law now taxes uh, digital purchases. Trying to get their cut. Yeah. Well, Them I remember for a while, like... Amazon and stuff like that. Like, if you were shopping online at all, you weren't paying tax on the stuff. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it's interesting to see, like, because for so long, like, the price of the game is the price of the game. Like, you mm-hmm. check out for the exact amount of the game, but now there's just a little bit of tax added on. Shouts out to the Georgia state government. The government. Yeah. I mean, the government's always going to find a way to get theirs. And also the answer will always be fuck the government. That's just a fundamental law of the universe. 
Yeah, sales tax is always a thing, Bobby. Except in, there are a couple of states that are like, or I know there are definitely county-wide, like, things mm-hmm. where they don't have sales tax, but then they're paying, like, higher property taxes and stuff. Like, they, they're they still paying for it in the end, but... Yeah. Yeah. In Georgia, taxes are pretty high in Georgia. Yeah, they are. All right. Well, does anybody have one more thing? Anybody play anything interesting this week? No. Nah, I've just been on 14. I've just been on Pokemon Go. Like, my dancer. It's it's football season. It (laughs) is football season. No, I just literally, two guys got COVID last week, and so I was spending all week covering them. I'm going to get a fat paycheck. But I didn't play anything at all. I came home and played sleep. Oh, so you did get on Pokemon Sleep. Okay. I see you. <laughs> yeah, I got the Pokemon Go Plus, and it apparently tracked my sleep one night, but I don't know. I'm trying to track it through Pokemon Go, not Pokemon Sleep, because in Pokemon Go, there's a Snorlax with a like, sleep hat on that I really want. I'm just saying, give Pokemon hats. They do, in Go. All the time. Well, give Pokemon hats in a game I'd actually care about playing. How about that? Yeah. Well, you can give Pikachu hats in, like, all the games since Sun and Moon. Because they did that line of Pikachus with Ash's hat from every generation of the anime. They did do that. That was cute. That was cute. cute. Yeah. And also, Atma farming in this game is still pissing me off. <laughs> just, just do fates for a one in two chance of getting an Atma. It's okay. It's not like you won't get an Atma after like seven fates. It's okay. Those drops were bad. Shadowbringers drops were uh, a lot better with doing the fates. Yeah. I will say the Shadowbringers relic weapon, the one from Boja, mm-hmm. you don't actually have to do nearly as much Boja as I thought, but you still have to do a lot of Boja. Yeah. They give you, you at a certain like point, 10. they give you a, a choice of doing like Crystal Towers and then I think it was the, I think it's the Heaven Ward um, raid uh, that you can yeah, get like, certain of the pieces from. The sec, the first real step you got to do, you can just grind Heaven's Ward fates for the materials instead of doing Boja. I did a uh, lot of that. The second part, uh, you're either going to be doing Doja, I mean Boja, or you're going to have to wait six days to do uh, leveling roulette. Mm-hmm. Mm. And then yeah. it's more Boja. Then you have to do the act. You have to do either Boja, more Boja, or Crystal Tower. Yeah, Uh, I kind of did went back, but you would have to do Crystal Tower fifteen times. Yes, yes, yeah. It's and then the next part is like, hey, one time, 
do fucking Heaven's Word Alliance raids. It's like, it's, I will state, this is more trifling than the Realm Reborn. The Realm, what made the Realm Reborn Relic trifling was just the sheer volume of things you actually had to do. Because it's just like, grind fates until you get all six Atmos and do this and do that. It's But, you know, it's stuff you, for the most part, you could just do, like, sitting down. Yeah. Like, a couple of, you know, just knock out a couple of these a day and you're good. It's, some of these are just, ugh. They're egregious. Yeah, they, they feel like quite a lot. But that's all I got. Okay. Well, remember you can follow us all collectively around the internet at CheesyController.com. Follow me on Instagram at Anton the number six with two X's after it. Chris. You can uh, find me in the Discord. Alright, and Jalen. Quid Bishop on the internet. Alright, this has been a No It's Good production. The video version is edited by Chris. The audio version is edited by Akuma Santi. Until next time, keep it cheesy.